is another episode of the Noise Report. I'm the music god CJ Plain. You know me, big mouth, bad ideas, always getting in trouble and making a bunch of fucking noise, and that's what we do here. Um, for this episode, I, uh, I I brought in a different kind of guinea pig. <laughs> uh, this is a gentleman. Uh, he's one of my bestest man. I've I've never actually got to to talk to him face to face or anything, but. Uh, we've talked for years on Facebook and traded bad ideas and um, bad ideas and awesome music and a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, his name is John Foster. Uh, he is a music fanatic. He's a vinyl collector, um, former DJ. I guess he still DJs on occasion. Um, brother from another mother, basically, uh, as some of you might say. Um, we met basically uh, through a former station we were both on. Uh, they suck us back to back for our shows, and uh, that was a bad idea because uh, people pretty much got pummeled for four hours <laughs> with uh, the most brutal of music. Um, so, everyone, uh, this is Mr. John Foster. How are you, bro? I'm good, my man. I'm very good. How are you? I am. I'm fucking awesome, bro. I am like so honored to have you on here, man. Like, oh, uh, it's a fucking pleasure to be here tonight. Yeah, like it's long time like in the making, man. We've, we've never, never, never done a face to face. <laughs> we've spoke millions and millions of times over yeah. Facebook. We've, we've chatted. We've fucking exchanged music after music. Yeah. This is it now. This, this is it. Um, for those of you that don't know, uh, generally, if I come across something really awesome or just really terrible, um, I'll generally send it to this guy, um, either for a laugh or just to kind of, um, you know, give him something good to listen to. Uh, Michelle Coudreau, Coudreau, how the fuck have you say her name, for example? Uh, when I first heard that, uh, monstrosity, I guess is the safest word to use for it. Um, and I couldn't believe my own ears that it was that terrible. I sent it to him because uh, I needed a second opinion of how terrible it really fucking was and that somebody had actually spent money. Uh, to produce it, and to make it even worse, uh, she is now on record number eight. <laughs> fucking no! They, they, they have actually spent money on eight records for her. Fucking and, eight um, records, my god! Yeah, and I, I wrote her label, bro. I, I it was some label. I don't know who they are, but I wrote the label, and I'm like, look, if y'all got that much money that you're just burning a hole in your pocket to spend. Please. Send it my fucking way. Yeah. Help a brother out. Like, look. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even asking for a lot. 50, 50 or 100 bucks. We'll call it good, bro. I'll do. <laughs> you know? I've like, made two fucking albums with that money. <laughs> you know? Like, like horrible, horrible stuff. Um, yeah, this is a guy that uh love to have fun with, man. So this is going to be great. Um, I threw a whole bunch of questions at him, so uh, we're just going to kind of talk a lot of trash and make fun of people and um, <laughs> do what we do normally in Messenger, um, you know. Uh, favorite and least favorite alcoholic drinks um, was the first thing I wrote down. Are we going with me first or are we doing yours first? Uh, go ahead with yours, because uh, you have much better taste, I think, uh, 
You know, you be posting stuff, man, and you got like a, you know, you got like a okay, freaking grocery right, store right. of alcohol in your house, right, and I'm well, like, <laughs> I, I'm over here with my well, shitty smearing off ice. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, what we'll do is we'll go with a favorite for first, yeah? Um, Lamb's Spiced Rum. Absolutely fucking beautiful, mate. Beautiful. This stuff is to be mixed with Coke or, over here, ginger ale. Three cubes of ice, double spice rum, ginger ale. Oh, my fucking word, my man. What a drink. Absolutely beautiful. Now, we're going for a beer. We're going to go for my new favourite, which I only actually had heard about it for... The last, I'd say, the last 12 months that people have started, I've been drinking this, try that, you need to try this beer, man, oh, it's, it's beautiful. Now, I've always been a cider drinker, yeah? Mm -hmm. Now, six weeks ago, I packed in smoking, and my tastes have just changed completely. I cannot fucking stand the taste of cider anymore. <laughs> that, seriously, man. So my family, my wife, the kids, they're all like, you what? What, what, what are you talking about, Dad? I cannot stand the fucking taste of cider anymore. But I have a new favourite, Chris. This. You can see that. Okay. Vera Moretti. Okay. Oh, it's, it's a lager. Or it's an Italian beer, whichever way you want to look at it. From a beer perspective, that stuff is fucking beautiful ice cold nice and chilled you've had a shit day at work you come home bang thank you very much that stuff yeah spirit wise like i said lamb spice rum or you've got the kraken now that yeah. that is the alcoholics spice rum that is just fucking lethal shit man you're drinking that, you know you're having a good night. Right. You know you're forgetting the fucking night as well. Yeah. It's a, oh, you're going to have a good oh, night or a bad night. <laughs> you are, you're going to have one or the other. That's for fucking sure, my friend, I'll tell you now. Um, and then, top of the shop, Guinness. Yeah. Guinness. <laughs> it's, yes. But because of COVID, the last 12 months, we've not been able to go out and enjoy, you know, a nice pint of Guinness. In the, in, the few, in the next coming weeks, when the restrictions are lifted over here again, Guinness is going to be getting drunk like there's no fucking tomorrow, my mate. I'll tell you now. That yeah. stuff's coming back with a vengeance. Yeah. My favourites, I wrote down, um, for beer, I'm pretty simple. I like Red Stripe. I, uh, I, oh, I... You know, I've spent a lot of time in the Cayman Islands in Jamaica growing up, and yep. I I just have a a special place in my heart. Uh, yeah, you've for, had it first stand, haven't you? You've had the original stuff. Yeah, like you know, I I have a place in my heart for Red Stripe. Um, yeah. The yeah. other one, uh, this guy will probably know all about this, living where he does. Um, one I don't drink as much because I tend to get. Um, really loud and verbally aggressive and just talk a lot of shit, even more so than normal uh, when I drink it, and that is Mickey's. Um, right. I love Mickey's uh, to the point that in college, 
I would get in so much trouble drinking Mickey's that all of my roommates and friends in the dorm uh, went to all the local party stores with my picture and pretty much told them, <laughs> don't sell this asshole Mickey's. Don't sell this to this mom. <laughs> this fucker can buy any beer in this store, but do not sell him anything in a green jug. <laughs> Ooh, look, you <laughs> so, know. Jesus. Um, I, I love a good Mickey's. Mickey's is, Mickey's is one of them... I don't even know what to call it. I guess it's a, a malt liquor, probably, but um, right. it's, uh, right. it's got to be cold, man. Like, Mickey's Mickey's tastes like shit when it's warm, uh, but when it's oh, ice yeah. cold, man, it is just the smoothest, the smoothest, smoothest, yeah, I can't even get the word out, smoothest, uh, you know, liquor that, or beer-wise, that you can uh, yeah. pour down your gullet. Um uh, spirit wise, uh, I like a good Long Island iced tea. Um, you yeah. know, sure. If, if you want to get really fucked up, Long Island iced tea, short, quick, and in a hurry will do the job. <laughs> you don't have to spend a lot of money. Here um, we go. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if it's a big thing over there, but uh, one of my favorites, uh, this was another college student thing because, you know, we were poor and broke as shit and. Uh, could only afford the very worst in alcohol. <laughs> um, I, I developed a taste for peppermint schnapps. And um, we have a schnapps over here that's basically 101 proof. And oh, it's called, it's, no. called su oh. it's made by the company Arrow. And it's called Super Schnapps. And right. um, just a, a, a wee bit of that in a glass of cocoa. It'll it'll warm you up in a snowstorm real quick, <laughs> and it'll fuck you up just as good as well. I'll bet. Right, um, it's pretty cheap. Um, goes a long way, and uh, if you like peppermint or snops or anything like that, it goes down pretty smooth. But um, it uh, again, it'll do the job for just a little bit of money. Cause uh, <laughs> um, least favorite, I I can't. It's not that it's not a favorite. I can't drink tequila that much. It gives me a violent headache. Um, yeah. Any kind of tequila. Um, anything with amaretto. I hate oh, the taste of amaretto. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who I'll, it was. I'll, I'll agree with you on that one, mate. Yeah, like, I don't know who it was that thought, you know what this drink needs? It <laughs> needs some bitter, idea. shitty, tasting <laughs> fucking spirit in it. Um, Amaretto was gross. Um, no. And beer-wise, Corona is one. It just tastes like toilet water. Um, yeah. And I'm not a Guinness fan. Like, that... I am no, the worst no. Irish person. I'm the worst descendant of Irish people that probably lives because I hate Guinness. Like, Guinness is just <laughs> disgusting to me. Um, I will drink Killian's all day. I love Killian's. Um... I love German beer, real German beer. Uh, you know, Beck's, all of that shit. That's just, again, that's the equivalent of Corona. It's just toilet water. Um, yeah. But a good German beer, um, I, I love a good thick. Um, one of the first times I ever drank, my uncle drugged me to Germany. And uh, took me to Oktoberfest. And, you know, we have the big old... Stains of beer, and yeah, I'm sitting there, beer. and I'm 16 years old, and I'm just putting them back, and yeah. I'm feeling good, and 
uncle's like, you might want to slow down. I was like, no, I'm good. I'm in. You know, I got to go to the bathroom. And I stood up, and the next thing I know, fucking the floor reached up and touched my fucking shoulder. And I was like, God damn, the floor just punched me in the face. <laughs> You know, oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> the fuck happened, bro? Like the floor yeah. just kind of tilted on me, you know. And yeah. uh, Uncle laughed at me, and he was like, oh, "I told you to slow down." And I was like, "You don't even, rea you don't even realize the alcohol is hitting you, you know." And then you stand up, and the fucking German floor beers. just. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I love a good German beer. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. As far as your, I've least got to go favorite, in the worst one. I've got yeah, to go with my worst one, spirit. Yeah. Pernal. Oh. Fucking no. <laughs> that shit dates back to being 16 years old. Drink this, drink this, drink this. I have never, ever, ever had a hangover. Anything from drinking Pernal. That stuff is fucking poison. It's disgusting. Even the smell of it now at nearly 50 years old, I just, oh, no, thank you very much. No. Just fucking get that shit away from me. No. <laughs> Beers, the worst, I can't say there is a worst beer, but we have one over here called Carling. Carling, it used to be called Carling Black Label, but it's just now called Carling Lager. Yeah, we have it. Again, toilet water. Yeah. <laughs> just piss, I've had it. <laughs> you know? Ugh, no. Yeah. But the worst drink ever for me, I, I can't, I, again, like yourself, I love the taste of red wine, but red wine fucking despises me yeah. in a way that I cannot fathom. I could drink, mate, seriously, I can drink a glass of red wine and I can have a headache for a week. Yeah, I'm, I'm not I a love big the wine taste fan. of red wine. It, uh, it's just one of those things that it affects everybody in different ways. I know a guy that can drink three bottles of red wine and he'll be fucking right as red. Yeah. I can sniff that shit and that, woo, no. Fuck yeah. off. No. Worst, worst night of go. drinking I ever had, and I told this I told this story in the last podcast. Um, I, had a, I had a friend many years ago. His name was D. Haas. Uh, he was singer in a band, 20 Dead Flower Children. It was a local band, and uh, they were pretty big. They were going to be the next corn, uh, and they didn't really pan out as much. Um but uh, Dehaz was known for two things. Uh, one, he was an amazing performer. And two, when it came to alcohol, he was completely off the fucking rails. Yeah. This guy would take alcohol and come up with the most god-awful, violent drinks you ever yeah. created. Uh, things that yeah. were known. Uh, one, of his, uh, one of his favorites, and our least favorites, uh, was called Pitbull on Crack. And uh, it was a combination of Jägermeister and Seagram 7 and a few other things. And um, pretty much would just, it was such a violent drink that as soon as you swallowed it, it just came back up. Like your stomach yeah. couldn't even, I know I had Everclear in it. Um, couldn't even digest a fucking Yeah, thing. like yeah. there was so yeah. much goddamn alcohol concentrated into it that your body was just like, uh, alcohol poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. anyways, Diaz comes over one night uh, to my apartment where I don't generally have a lot of alcohol because, again, I'm a poor, broke-ass college student. So, you know, we serve only the finest in shitty, cheap alcohol. Dog shit drinks. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> brings over this blonde and she is stacked bro she's like you know she's she's that perfect 50 percent of dolly parton and penthouse model and uh d Haas is like here you go this is yours and i was like thank you <laughs> so we proceed to start drinking we're playing quarters now the only thing that i have in the house is mad dog 2020 seagram seven oh. and if you remember back when they made this shit called cisco it was no don't recall that but i recall mad dog 2020 okay Fucking well no. cisco was cisco was like um mad dog 2020 on steroids Basically, it was like a wine, um, but it was, it was like, how do I put it? It was a cross between Mad Dog and Boone's Farm, but it had like a 20% alcohol level in it. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was heavy duty. So like one bottle, you know, like one 16 ounce bottle of, of Cisco would, you know, it would fuck your world up, man. Like it was yeah. short, quick, and yeah. in a hurry. Um, so of course we're playing quarters with Mad Dog 2020 and Cisco and I ended up that night in the hospital with alcohol poisoning cause you know, we're playing quarters with fucking Mad Dog 2020. <laughs> it's it's horrible do. in and of itself, but when you're fucking playing quarters yeah. with it and you're just shot after shot of it. Um, yeah. so yeah, Mad Dog is something like you said that, um, today, like even the smell of Mad Dog. Oh. Can kind of get my gag reflex working, yep. like, working <laughs> like, like nope. fucking overtime, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, and uh, the horrible thing with Mad Dog was is they made it in every flavor, you know. So it was kind yeah. of a matter of like, yeah, look, did. fucker, you're gonna throw up, but do you want to throw up orange, lime, blueberry, <laughs> blueberry, grape, strawberry, you know, lime. Like, 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 we'll give you your choice of seven flavors of. <laughs> Vomit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. So. It's not going to fucking taste any nicer, but you've got the flavor to go with it. You fucking right. <laughs> At least you're not throwing up that <laughs> abysmal. Uh, oh, so. man, that fucking is having some flashbacks right now. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> I was the worst yeah. night, dude. Like, yeah. I was so violently drunk from that. Like I said, I ended up at the hospital, and of course, the doctors were like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, I get it. You know, I'm. Um, come on, dude. And the doctor's yeah, like, Yeah, I'm young. Fuck off. Yeah, I was like, The doctor's like, Why would you do that? So I pointed at the blonde standing by the door, and the doctor looks at the blonde and looks at me and goes, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so that one's gone. Um, five grossly underrated bands. And uh, they can be pretty much. Any genre, I just, uh, I wrote down, most of mine are in the rock genre, one um, isn't, but uh, I, I know a yeah, couple, mine. I was going to say, I yeah, know yeah, a couple yeah. of yours, but probably, <coughs> but um, we probably mine have a couple in, in common, so. Well, I think, yeah, just, uh, back to my table. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, get your glasses on. Yes, get my glasses on, you <laughs> know. A couple of old guys that right. can't fucking see anything. So, I'll tell you what I'll do, I'll go with... I'll go with my first one that I put. English band, Gun. Gun. Oh, dude, I didn't even think about them. Yeah. Now, still, still making records to this day. Yep. 
Um, just classic rock, whatever you want. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd always describe them as a hard rock band. Mm. And still, and still do to this day. Massively, massively underrated. Yeah. Irish that band. Is, yeah. Irish band. Yeah. Uh, I know. I remember. I remember having a conversation with yeah. you, fucking three, four years ago, and you bought a CD for fucking something like twenty cents or something yeah. stupid like that. Fifty, 50 cents you know? at a oh, fifty cents at a pawn shop. Yeah. Fucking hell. And like in English money, it was something like twenty p. You yeah. know what I mean? Gun. Definitely. Gun is, definitely. Gun is a band. underrated. Um. Funny thing with Gun is, uh, I don't know if they ever had them over there, but back in the 90s, late 80s, early 90s, uh, we used to have this thing in America called Concrete Foundations. And right. Concrete Foundations, every month they did a sampler, cassette tape. And they would put them in all the record stores, Warehouse Records and Harmony House and all of that. And you could go in there and you could just grab it. And uh, Gun is actually a band that I discovered through that free sampler. And wow. the second wow. I heard it, I that was an immediate purchase. I was like, "Yep, I uh, yeah, yeah, yeah." I I got it on my way out the door, and I put it in, and I was listening to it as I was walking home. And I made it about halfway home when that song comes on, and I turned around and walked back to the record store <laughs> to get that record. Go um, buy the album because I had to have it. I was just like, "This is so good. Yeah. I want to hear the rest." Um, wow. So yes, I. Wow. I am a hundred, hundred and fifty percent behind Gun. I didn't even think about them. Um, right. So, so um, say what we want to do. Are we going to do this? Are we going to do? Yeah, I'll we'll go do back one, and forth. One. We'll go back and forth. Yeah, go, on. Um, go for it. He said, "Gun." I'm going to go same general style, same general sound, same great greatness. And this one is not only for his wife, but I'm a huge fan of these guys. It's the band Thunder. Ah, fucking yes, mate. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Thunder is one of those bands. Uh, if you're a hard rock fan, you know them. Uh, if you're not, you don't, and you should. Um, when it come, comes to singers, Danny is just... That voice, man. That voice. Yeah, like, the guy could sing the fucking phone book. And make it sound <laughs> like a Grammy-nominated record. Good. You know? Make it sound good. Um, yeah. it, it should yeah. be illegal to have yeah. that much vocal talent. <laughs> I fucking, I could not agree more, my friend. I could not agree more. So How you can fucking still reach those notes as well. Yeah. No. You know? Yeah. You've heard the latest album, yeah? Yeah. All the right oh, noises. Yeah. Man. Just... It, it's on a to me. It's on a. It's not on a par with the debut, but it's fucking up there. Yeah. I mean, that and is, that's the thing. Like uh, they're what 12, 11, 12 records in, and they are still yeah. just. They've never missed a beat. They've never put a bad record out. Rarely a no. bad song. I mean, they just. They do their thing, man, and they. I. They're one of those bands that if you like good. Hard rock music, and it's not super heavy, it's not super light, it's not cheesy, poppy like a Def Leppard or a Bon Jovi, but it's just yep. good, soulful, funky at times, hard rock music. Thunder is a band that will, from beginning Everything. to end... It, it, it's, all, it's all that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, like they're, it, they're a band like you can't go wrong with, Um, yeah. and there's a few of them, but Thunder I would put at number one as... 
you know, a band that you can never, ever, ever go wrong buying their record. Like, if, if they put a record out and they say pre-sale, spend your money. You're going to get a great record. You, you're you not going to be disappointed. You know you're going to get it. Yeah, you're not, you're not going to get a tough album at yeah. all out of those guys. Yeah, I, I don't think they could write a bad no. record if they intentionally tried. Um, no. no, no. So, Agreed. all right. Number two. <laughs> right, I'm going to go with Acid Rain. Okay. British... British thrash band, um, late 80s, early 90s, then there was nothing from them, and then two years ago, it's taken them 18 fucking years to write a new album. <coughs> the Age of Entitlement, there's only H, the original member from the original band, there's a new band that is Acid Rain, but H is the original member from Acid Rain, again, it's like you said in your questions, Grossly underrated bands that people that you'd say, you've never heard them, go fucking listen, man, because I'll tell you something now, you, you're missing out, you know? Right. They were just one of those bands that I got into very, very early, uh, 89, 90, 18, 19 years old, and the fact, and the testament that they're still around today, all right, an 18-year break, fuck's sake, you know? <laughs> but they came back, you know, got another album out, and they're still touring, they're still doing it. Acid Rain. Nice. Um, my number two, uh, we're going to go up to Sweden. I, I hope they're from Sweden. Uh, but somewhere up in that region, um, a guy who recently announced he has cancer, and I really hope he beats it, because uh, he is absolutely one of my favorite singers. Um, Pretty Maids. Um, oh. Ronnie Atkins. Um, you can hear him yeah. pretty major. You can hear him in Nordic Union. Um, another guy like Danny that could just sing a fucking phone book. Um, yeah. You know, and Amazing their music voice. can be a little heavier and more aggressive. Um, but at the end of the day, another band that I know that as soon as they say a new record is coming, my money's on the table. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, Take my money. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and I really yeah. do hope Ronnie does beat this cancer because I would yeah. really hate yeah. to lose Ronnie as a performer, man. He just, he's as good today as he was in the beginning, which was fucking, yeah, what yeah. the fucking early 80s, I think, ago, wasn't it? it? I mean, they've been around forever, yeah. man. I mean, fucking man. Yeah. Um, yeah, so forever. number three, <laughs> I'm going to go with Swedish band again, Clawfinger. Oh, damn it. All right, all right. <laughs> all right. Just the way when they first came out, it was like, obviously, we, we've fucking seen every, pretty much every scene that was like, yeah. oh, it's not rock, it's this, it's that, it's the other. What I love about every fucking record that I listen to, it's a rock album. Yeah. Whether it's metal, whether it's thrash, whether it's death, whether it's still rock to me. Yeah. You know? Now, Clawfinger were one of those bands that they cheated like fuck live. But so what? You know? Yeah. Because how else are you going to put those beats across? How else are you going to get those fucking drum machines coming in at, yeah. at the fucking perfect time like that? Live, they were just as incendiary as a fucking bull. Yeah, you know, a full live band, Clawfinger for me, specifically the track. Now, people always say like, "Oh, 
first album, da 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 da. No, no. For me, the track that did it was Do What I Say. Playing that in a club yeah. when the scene was changing so fucking rapidly. You had yeah. the grunge, you had, you know, everything was coming, da 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 da. And it was yeah. like, Clawfinger. Wow. And ironically. That track, when that came out, man, was just to play that in a nightclub at the time when I was doing it back in 90, 97, 98. It fucking hell, mate. It, it was just amazing. Yeah. And again, they still. It's like when, when people say, oh, well, I've never heard of them. Go listen to Deaf, yeah. Dumb and Blind and tell me that that is shite. It's not. Yeah. You know? Somebody will do. Of course they will do because we don't, you know, not yeah. everybody likes the same thing, but Clawfinger. Yeah. And ironically, Clawfinger is a band that I discovered on the very same sampler as Gun. <laughs> yeah, fucking no way. Yeah. Oh. Um, they were another band Whoa. that... Um, I didn't get that far into it to until I got home, but I did end up purchasing yep. uh, that record, and I own their entire collection. And um, they're a band. I guess the the easiest way maybe to describe them, and maybe it's a bad comparison, but they're kind of as close as maybe the European version of Faith No More that you're gonna get. Yeah. I mean, they got yeah. that very eclectic, wow, yeah. do what, yeah. do whatever I want style. Like it's, you know, it's it yeah. never sounds the same from song to song, and it's yeah, just take no prisoners. This is what we do. Yeah, Bang. like you know, it's just like this is us, and this is what you get. Um, oh, so yeah. well, um, what a fucking comparison. Yeah, I'm having that. Number three for me, I'm gonna go to Japan for this one. Uh, they're a newerish band. Um. Probably not a style that everyone will love, um, but it's a band Crossfaith. Um, Crossfaith has basically mixed thrash metal and in core music, metal core, uh, with mm. like EDM and trance. And yeah. Um, yeah. man, they they just have a way of. You know, like if fucking Slayer performed at a rave, it would be Crossface, I guess, is That's the best way to get, put it. Yeah. I mean, it's just the most yeah. unholy fucking thing you've ever heard. And you shouldn't like it. I mean, in theory, it shouldn't work. But it does. But it's so aggressive and it's so heavy that it's yeah, just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're pissed off and you need something to really vent... Man, the, the heaviness of the music with them fucking EDM beats. It's just you can't not let your aggression out with it. I mean, I'll be over here with it turn, turned up and just fucking going crazy because it's just like, you know, I mean, it's they're one of them bands. I love you, you, I love Japanese music to me, begin with. You've sent me some of their stuff. You've sent yeah. me some of their stuff. And I remember listening to it and thinking, yeah. I, I think you put something in the title, like, and it was very similar to what you just said there, Chris. It's yeah. Like, if Slayer had a baby with fucking yeah this band and the Prodigy or something like yeah. that, and it was like, that, and that's, I think that's exactly what I said, and and that's what it is. Yeah. Like if Slayer and Prodigy got together and decided we're gonna get on stage and jam together, that's what you're gonna get with Crossface with yeah. Crossface. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just like I said, it shouldn't work, but it does. And but um, it fucking does. Yeah, 
yeah, if yeah, you yeah. go on YouTube, I mean, there's tons and tons of their concerts on there. I mean, they post them all mm-hmm. the time. And, um, again, they're a band that there's no bullshit to them. A lot of bands yeah. that use EDM and beats and shit, you know, they use a lot of studio tricks. And Exactly, yeah. These yeah. guys get up there, and they're as good live as they are on record. I mean, Absolutely. and that's hard yeah. to say for yeah. somebody who does clean vocals and screams and all that. Even some of my favorite bands, At The Gates and and The Haunted and uh, Creator, you know, there is a gap between their record and what they do live because, you know, when you're screaming oh. constantly, your voice, it, it takes the brunt of that. And, um, of course it does. It's, yeah, yeah. It's you know, not going to fucking last you all night, is it? Yeah, but, I mean, these guys are, like I said, the singer, man, Koji is a, he's a beast, bro. Like Koji is a, it's a monster. Um, so that's my number three, Crossface. <laughs> Good choice. So, Good choice. Number four. Right. <clears throat> I've heard them. I think for the first time, only recently, and in the last six months, I've been sent this band again and again and again by a young friend of mine. Um, drain. Train? Drain. D-R-A-I-N. Drain. Oh, drain, drain, okay. Oh, my fucking God, man. I've listened to it, and then i watched them live. Listening to them, and then watching them. It's like a bunch of fucking young kids that just have this insurmountable amount of fucking energy on stage Okay. that comes across. Oh, fucking hell. They are absolutely unbelievable. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, it was like, oh, the metal core, the this, the that. Bullshit. They are thrash to me as, as a fucking old school thrasher. They are thrash with a modern day twist and okay. what I've heard of them, Jesus, man, they are fucking unbelievable. Unbelievable. I've got a lot of love for that band. Really, okay. really, really good band. I'll have to check them out. I've never heard of them. I do know who Drain right. STH is uh, from back in the right. day, the female band. Uh-huh. Um, but, um, yeah, I'll check them out. Cause... Nope. They're, they're young kids, man, honestly. And I mean, hey, they've young got kids, to be man. Fucking, they've got to be in the 20s in, yeah, you know, I mean, after the day. You know, there's some young bands out here. There's, uh, I don't know if you've probably seen them a hundred times, uh, the band Liliac. Um, yeah. With all the brothers yeah, yeah, yeah. and sisters. They're another, you know, group of kids that, I mean, obviously the dad set them up and trained them and all that stuff. He's a studio musician and a, mm. a technician, but, you know, you still, even as brothers and sisters, as kids, you got to gel and you got to coalesce uh, to a point to really get a sound. Uh, so when you Absolutely. get that sound, you know, it's even more amazing when they're kids because kids generally are very erratic <laughs> you know yeah. Yeah. so yeah, it's yeah, harder yeah. for that than it is when you're more adult and you can talk things out and um all so right. yeah right. um number four for me uh, this is a guy i sent over to john a while back uh, a couple years ago uh, he's been a favorite of mine for years i recently got to talk to him um unfortunately his phone died so the interview wasn't usable but we are going to reschedule oh. um He's from Houston, Texas. Uh, his name is Hyro the Hero. Yes, and, uh, mate. 
Yes, and another one you sent me fucking about. Yeah, like Hyro is whoa, just off the chain. And uh, oh, Hyro man. basically is the best Rage Against the Machine artist that Rage Against the Machine has never written. Rage Against the Machine written. never worked. Yes. Yeah, um, Hyro yeah. is, he's a great guy. He's hilarious. Uh, he does Twitch streams all the time with his son right. like, playing video games and shit. And, um, right. I tried for years to get an interview with him, and it just it wouldn't go through, or this or that or the other thing. So I started watching his Twitch, and we got to talking about stuff and whatnot. And I asked him the one day in the Twitch, I said, "Hey, I want to do an interview." And uh, he hit me on Instagram, hit me back on Instagram, and said, "Hey, let's do it." Wow. Um, but unfortunately, about ten minutes into it, his phone died, so <laughs> I'm not being usable. But um, yeah, you are gonna hear Hyro the Hero on here one day. So uh, that's my number four. Excellent. Excellent. Um, so last but not least, number five for the grossly underrated. Right. No fucking introduction needed. One of my favorite bands, British bands of all time. If you have never heard this band, <laughs> fucking listen to him tonight. I, I, I already you know, know what he's going to say. I already know what he's going to say. As soon as you said British band, I was like, I know what he's going to (laughs) say. The Wild Hearts. Yeah. If there has ever been a guy, Ginger Wilder, if there has ever been a man that is a fucking prolific songwriter, that has put a band together, that has been through so much fucking shit that they have, to, you know, to fucking split up, to fucking implored so many times to come back and then two years ago to come back with the album Renaissance Men that is just a mirror 30 years 30 fucking years later of their debut album Earth vs. the Wild Arts I you know you know my fucking love for this band yeah. but if anybody has never if anybody has never heard of this band go fucking listen to them because yeah. you are missing out big time. And that is all I've got to say on the matter. Yeah, the Wild and, Hearts. And um, I will say, I love the Wild Hearts. But I have a a special type of love for Ginger's solo stuff. Because yeah. Ginger's solo yeah. stuff tends to be a bit more introspective. Uh, maybe not yeah. as rock oriented. More of a, Absolutely. I guess, maybe Absolutely. a folk-ish style. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's so his songs are so when he's by himself, Haunted. man, and he's doing his solo stuff. That's some just straight to the bone, soul bearing stuff, man. Like Absolutely. he writes about shit Absolutely. that you know. If you've ever been depressed, if you've ever had a bad day, if you've ever had the world shit on your doorstep, yeah. um. Well, that's the thing, Chris. He's he's lived it. He's, he's yeah. gone through that so many fucking times. Exactly, and, and that's and why I said solo albums, know. especially. Yeah. It, you know, it's there, and it it if you know, and you're a fan, or you even if you're not a fan, and you've ever you've ever been through that shit, put his fucking record on, man, yeah. because you'll just go, oh my god, I get it. Yeah. I get it. You know, the the guy is an absolute a living legend, yeah. and b. One yeah. of the most prolific songwriters for me yeah. of the last thirty years. It, it, yeah. I, 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 you, know, you know, you know what I think about 
the Wild Arts and yeah. Ginger himself, and that's 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 my fucking, you know, that's it. That's yeah. it. The guy's I, a legend. I will say I'm not as big of a fan as as John is, but I do love the Wild Hearts. I have a lot of respect for them. Um, so, yes, I. Um, they're not a band that I would listen to all of the time, but they are also a band that I would never, ever turn off, you know? Yeah. So, and, um, my number five, um, this is a, just a very personal thing to me. Uh, it's completely off the path of what we, all the other bands. Uh, he's an Americana artist, um, from right here in America. Uh, he's from a Sioux city, um, I think Sioux Falls, something like that, here in the Midwest. His name is Matt D. And um, Matt is, um, he lovingly calls his music uh, Hard Luck Americana and Bad bad Man Ballads. Uh, that's what he does. Um, right. Okay. If, uh, if there was ever a person who could write a soundtrack to a John Lynch movie, it's Matt. Okay. Um, Matt is, Matt, is basically fucking, I, I you know, I, the dude is Hemingway with a fucking guitar. Um, right. You know, the dude is, to me, hands down, the single best songwriter I know of anywhere in the world. The guy can, the guy can write a fucking tale. Um, mm -hmm. You know, like if, the, the way I describe Matt is if Chris Isaac, Steve Earle, and Johnny Cash sat down in a room together and jammed. Oh, fuck. You would get Matt's music. Nah, right. You know? uh, right. Matt is, again, a, dude, he's he's somebody that if you don't know him, and, and he's a completely underground artist, uh, you know, he's he just signed to a label, but it's a small independent label. Um, he's getting ready to put his, you know, um, I guess, major label debut out, whatever. Um, but, um, yeah. Like, if you like Americana, if you like Red Dirt music, Texas music, anything like that, uh, he's like Johnny Cash, Steve Earl, Chris Knight, um, Towns Van Zant, um, anything along that lines, you have to hear Matt's music. Um, right on. Matt, Matt is a fucking genius, dude. And, um, I tell Matt I that. See in, I see an incoming email at the end of this fucking podcast. Dude, it's... I'm telling you, dude, Matt is... It, it blows my mind that he is not on that stage right next to Chris Stapleton and Sturgill Simpson and wow. those guys. Like, he's he's even better than all of those guys That's to wild. me. Like, And again, right. you know, he's a friend who... When I first started this... Ten years ago, I put a thing on uh, Reverb Nation. I said, hey, uh, new show, new station. Uh, we're looking for new artists. Uh, Matt sent a couple songs over, and he said, here, I don't know if you'll like this, uh, but if you do, feel free to play it. And the second I heard it, I was just like, dude, what label are you on? And he's like, I'm not on a label. Uh, this was recorded in my basement. And Whoa. I was like, there's no fucking way that was done in your basement, bro. It's just too goddamn good. I mean, it was just, you know, I mean, these are the type of songs that Waylon Jennings and Johnny Cash and Chris Christopherson would have looked for yeah. <laughs> in the 70s yeah. and the 80s. Done in a studio in Barnum. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And for him to just sit in his basement playing guitar. And the dude is, he works at a fucking sign company. I mean, he makes neon signs, wow. basically. Um, you know, wow. so, I mean, it's something that it's just, it drives me crazy that, you know, fucking Miley Cyrus in, in Florida yeah. Georgia Line and in fucking Luke Bryan are your definition of country um, yeah. when you have people like Matt out here. Right. You know, and he doesn't bitch. He doesn't complain. I mean, hey, this is my lot in life. Okay, well, great, but it shouldn't be, you know. Yeah, it should, um, be, it should be a lot bigger than what it know. is. Yeah. And I've told yeah. Matt a hundred times, if I ever hit the lottery and start a record label, Matt is on the absolute top of my list to yeah. hit with the biggest yeah. goddamn contract you could hit a, a musician yeah. with, you know. Um, You're having a five-album deal, motherfucker. Yeah, like, lifetime deal, dude. Like, as long as you yeah. want to make records, you've got a home. Like, you don't You're have ready. to make them, yeah. but if you want to, you know, it's, it's a blank check, bro. Like, here you go. Just, yeah. Yeah. um... That's fucking cool, man. So, moving along, um, we are going to run over, but I don't even care. Um, Die Hard. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes, it fucking is. Yes, it is. And so is it's Lethal Weapon. It's a Christmas Weapon. movie. Not only is it a Christmas movie, it's a fucking January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November movie as well. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a Christmas movie, man. It's yes. fucking filmed over Christmas. What the fuck? You know? <laughs> it is a Christmas movie. And just like the last episode, let me add to it, so is Lethal Weapon. Lethal yes. Weapon is a Christmas movie. <laughs> Yes, it is. <laughs> Somebody said to me, Lethal Weapon's not a Christmas movie. And I was like, uh, have you watched Lethal Weapon? Yeah, have you seen it? Yeah, because yeah. uh, when he tries to arrest a dude on a cocaine deal, they're in a Christmas tree lot. There you and, go. Uh, He's selling Christmas trees. Yes, and Gary Busey, when he runs the car through fucking what's-his-face's house, what's he do? He runs it literally through he the living room Christmas the tree. the fucking living room with a Christmas tree in yeah, there. Yeah, so... Um, Dream Festival. I definitely right. want to get to this one. Um, Come on, who's going first on this one? Five bands. You can be any genre, but they have to be current. Yeah, but they it's... have to be current. You've really fucked me up on this one, man. <laughs> You've really fucking got me on this one. Dream Festival, you Go get on, five I... bands to make the <laughs> sickest festival of all time. So, right, okay. you want to start or so, you want me to on, start? Uh, am I going or are you going? That's up to you. Who you want to start? You're the, you're the host. All right. Very first for me, I know I'm going to fucking get some smart remark from him. His daughter's probably going to love this choice, though. Um, very first choice for me, this is a young kid who I just fucking love. Man... If there was ever a young kid who was built to be a goddamn rock star, it's Youngblood. The kid is a fucking whirlwind. I you. She's still waiting for me to fucking go and see him live as well. Dude, I took my daughter, not last I year, know. but the year you before. You know what? We had to, when we talked about this the other night, yeah, and when you were saying, look, come and do this for me. Yeah. And I was with, me and our Lucy had this fucking exact conversation. She went, yeah, well... Chris took his fucking kids to go and see him in a club, and I'm going, I know, I know, but he's never played a club over here, has he? You know what I mean? What the fuck do you want me to do? Like, I want you to go and take me to see Youngblood, Dad. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right, okay. 
I probably no. won't be playing clubs here very long. Um, no, club, but no. yes, we took we took my daughter to see Youngblood, yeah. and uh, I kind of went into it. Youngblood, when I first heard Youngblood, I was kind of like, you know what? This is a kid who I shouldn't like, but you can't not like him. Not his like energy, yeah, his yeah. presence. I mean, dude, if Joe Strummer had a fucking son, this is who it would be. I mean, when I heard, um, when I heard I love you, will you marry me? My first thought was, my God, that is a fucking class song through and through. You know, yeah, yeah. um, and Absolutely. this kid has fucking asthma, suffers no severely from asthma. He came wow. out on stage and for two hours and 20 minutes, just like somebody lit a firecracker in his ass and lit the fuse, bro. Side to side, up and down, jump, jump through the crowd, climbed on the balcony with his fucking hands crawling along the balcony, come out in the middle of the crowd fucking had people all around him standing in the middle of the floor and performed the song acoustically. I mean, the kid is just a fucking cool. rock star, bro. I mean, yeah, it yeah. was the most crazy thing. I haven't seen a show like that and I can't even remember how many years. I mean, it was just... The, the, kid, is, the kid is money, man. I mean, and he deserves every bit of fame, every bit of accolades that he's getting. I understand why his fan base is just blowing up, um, you know, his personality, everything, man. I mean, the kid is just. And that was I, I, that was a thing at the time when you when you went to that gig. Yeah. Over here, he was playing fucking arenas. Yeah, well, yeah. And I remember, I remember saying to our Lucy, and I said, he's playing a fucking club in America, and she went, "What?" I said, "This guy." I said, "Look at his photos," because obviously you were friends with him on Facebook, and she went. Oh my fucking god, Dad! And I went. What's right? It's it's logistics, you know? really, because over here, I mean, obviously, England is only about the size of New York. Yeah. So yeah. you know, we're the size of basically seventy-five England. So over here, we have clubs, you know, just everywhere. Um, yeah. So our well, arena shows are kind of like, you know, mo mainly huge festivals. Yeah. Um, our arena shows are kind of like your Vakin or Download or, or that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, mm. So, I mean, he will be playing those, obviously. Uh, but tour-wise, oh, oh, yeah, even the major bands like Nightwish and um, Halloween and bands like that, when they come over here, Evergrey, I mean, they do, I guess they're clubs. I mean, they're larger the clubs. clubs, yeah. Um, yeah where yeah. where we seen Youngblood at, uh, it's called Simon's After Dark, uh, it holds about 1,200 people. So, I mean, it's a smaller show compared to what you guys would do, but it's still a, a, a good show. And, man, I mean, like I said, he was money, bro. Like, he blew me away. I, I'm, yeah, that's what I mean. You know, to I'm see him on, doing a, on a stage like that with 1,200 people compared yeah. to, like, an arena show over here where you've got, like, fifteen to 20,000 people. Yeah. Where you sat at the fucking back and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. To be in a club like that, I'd be, just be fucking blown away. Yeah, I mean, dude, like I said, I'm jaded. I'm, I'm, I'm like you. I'm old and jaded. And if you come on stage, you got to fucking pull something out to impress me. Yeah. And yeah. it took Jesus. him probably two minutes, two three minutes, man. And he just, wow. He had my, you know, like he Full just, attention. yeah, bro. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen a great show like that since the '80s, bro. I mean, it was just wow. the kid is 
the kid is built for arenas. He really is. Like, yeah. I mean, he's that. Yeah. He really is. And I know this is a probably a crazy comparison. Um, but he is that Michael Jackson Prince right. type of performer that just yeah. Yeah. lights the place up. So yeah. um, he's absolutely my number one. <laughs> wow. Oh, fucking fair play, man. So, number one for you. Right. This was a fucking tie. And originally, no, never mind originally. We'll, we'll might get back to that one. My opening act at my dream festival is going to be Mr. Michael Munro. Dead but, jailer rock and roll, bitch. <laughs> but guess what? He's, guess what he's going to be doing on this festival? He's going to be playing Not Faking It in its fucking entirety. Oh, dude, you're killing me. <laughs> that Kill. is going to be my opening act. Originally, and like I said, I was like, fuck off, Chris. How the fucking oh, five acts, man? Yada, yada, yada. I was originally going to go with Tyler Bryant and the shakedown. But, and then I thought about it and thought about it and I thought, do you know what? It's my choice. I've got the, I'm, you know, I'm paying the bill if I had the money. I've got the contract there. Michael, I want you to come over. I want you to fucking play. Not faking it. In yeah. its entirety. Bang. There's your hour and ten minutes. There's your opening act. Michael yeah. Munro. Yeah, I'm... This guy knows, and a lot of you know that I knew from a very early age, probably 10, 11 years old, I knew that in life, I was either going to end up in jail, I was going to die at a very early age, or I was going to be involved in music in some kind of way. Um, so when Michael Monroe released the song Dead Jail or Rock and Roll, Dude, that was the one of the single most defining moments of my life. Hearing that song and seeing that video, it literally was like, holy shit, he doesn't know me, but he wrote my life. That song for me, yeah. And I, to this day, that is the one song. Uh, there's a lot of songs that I love. There's a lot of songs that I will listen to. Um but that is the song. If you ask me what my song is, Dead Jail or Rock and Roll all day long. And I've got a tattoo coming in right here uh, that's being designed currently. Uh, there's going to be a whole sleeve based around Dead Jail or Rock and Roll. Dead Jail or um, Rock and Roll. It's going yep. to be a tribute yep. tattoo to Michael Monroe. And we've had this conversation yeah. many, many, many times. Yeah. Many, so, many times. Um, so, yeah. Michael Monroe, I I can't disagree with that. I really can't, man. That is uh that's somebody I've never got to see live. And I've always wanted to. Oh. Um and it is on my bucket list. That is one person that I wanna see before yeah. I die. Yeah. Um as far as my interview bucket list, again Dan oh, near up there with the fucking with Yeah, the, like with damn the near at the top of my bucket list. Um yeah. I mean on my bucket list, obviously the top two I'm never gonna get. I know that. They're on my bucket list, but I realize that I am never going to interview David Gilmore 
and I'm never going to interview uh, fucking Ian Anderson. I know that. I'm okay with that. But no. they're still on my bucket list because who they're knows? They're still on the list, man, though. They're still there. Um, you know what I mean? Yes, but just underneath them, yes, is Michael Monroe. So <laughs> wow. um, so he is in good company. Like, uh, um, he is. If, my mate. He is. He yeah. Because truthfully, dude, if someone offered me an interview with David Gilmore, I don't even know if I'd take it. Like, I, I would be too terrified. Too terrified to, to do it. To take it. Like, I just... You know, I don't know if I would... I'd be so terrified of saying the wrong thing that... Yeah. Um, I did get to interview Ray Wilson. Um, wow. And Ray was one. You know, I'm a huge... I feel about Ray the way you feel about Ginger. And yeah. when that was offered to me... Again, that was a bucket list interview that I never thought I would get. And I was nervous terrified dude like i was gonna say something wrong and you know ray's over here he's he lives in poland now with his with his wife and that yeah uh, yeah just the nicest friendliest most accommodating guy you ever meet and um you know totally amused and blown away by my knowledge of his music because you know ray's over here dude most people only know about genesis or or the solo stuff, he's like, you know, stilt skin, and you know, all this other stuff that I've done, and I was like, dude, I've been a fan of you since before Genesis, like, when you, when you were chosen for Genesis, that was like a fucking bonus, like, dude, Steve Hackett is my favorite (laughs) guitar player of all time, so for you to step into the band that Steve Hackett was in, that fucking Peter Gabriel was in, you know, that was massive to me, dude, I was blown away by that, and I, you know, it was shit that you only got to do the one record with him, so, um, Mm. But anyways, um, number two for me, um, going right after Youngblood, uh, is the band Dropkick Murphys, because oh, you got, good you, you, you got to have show. fun, and you got to get the crowd hyped up, and uh, obviously if Youngblood is opening your show, um, you got to keep the energy up, and that's going to be really fucking hard to do, and... I think Dropkick Murphys are a great choice to to keep that energy. That's a fucking very good choice. <laughs> very good choice. Party in the early party in the early afternoon. That one. Right. Yeah. I say you've got you've got one stage. You've got one day. You've got five bands. You've kicked it off with Young Blood. Yeah. Oh, Lucy's just turned up actually. <laughs> and to fucking follow that. You've got some beer drinking music. You've got some fucking swinging party tunes. Fucking good call, man. Good call. <laughs> so, uh, next on your list. <laughs> Ironically enough, I think we're fucking thinking on the same lines here. Because right after Michael Munro's just done not faking it in its entirety, Upsteps Exodus. Oh, man. See, I think this dude has been, he's been, like, fucking, like, valking in my mind or some shit, because, uh, <laughs> he knows, bro. This has been like this since for the last fucking seven years, mate. Honestly. Dude. I put Exodus on. I was going to put him on first, and I thought, no, nah, hang on a minute. You want you want yeah. someone to break the fucking audience in. Something to kick off. So, if you're a fan of music and you know, like I say, you know Michael Munro, we all know fucking Michael yeah. Munro. And ideally, I'd love it. I'd, I'd have signed the contract and said, do, do, 
do not fake it in its entirety, but throw a couple of Anoid tracks in as your encores. Yeah, no problem. Job done. So then he's gone off. You've got a, a, a 20 minute, 30 minute set change. Then fucking in walk Exodus and just pummel the fucking place. Yeah. Bang. There you go. There's fucking an hour and 20 minutes, an hour and a half, an hour and 20 minutes. Bang, 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 bang. We're done. Thank you very much. Good night. Good afternoon. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Second band on. It has to be. You. There's so many fucking songs to choose from. There's yeah. so many albums. There's so many tracks that you could say, we'll play that, we'll play that, we'll play that. Right up to the fucking modern day stuff. You know, Blood In, Blood Out, as good as album as it was, you, you still don't get the, you know, the old school thrashes. Yeah. I know a lot of them that still say, oh, well, it's not fucking, you know, blah, blah, blah. No, it's not fabulous disaster. It's fucking 2021 20, now, for but fuck's sake. Pretty fucking Pull close, your head out your ass and listen, you know. Yeah. But if any band that could fucking do that, to me, when they got rid of Rob Jukes, controversial decision here coming up, I was glad. Yeah. I didn't, I wasn't, I was never a fan. I, I, I'm not going to lie, I was never a fan. Rob I've always was, been a fan of Zetro. Yeah. You know. Rob was good for what he did. Um, yep. And it's fine. I love those records. A Death Amphetamine, I think, is a. Is a as a brilliant record, um, brilliant record. But but let's be honest, Zitro is, you know, and and and, and again, you know the story. Uh, one of the craziest interviews I've ever got to do. Um, I was interviewing uh, Charlie Bonnet III, CB3, uh, who right. is a country artist essentially, like Matt D. And as I finish the interview, Charlie says to me, he's like, "Hey, you do metal and thrash, don't you?" And I was like, "I do," and he's like. I uh, got this young band, and uh, he's like, they're looking to do interviews and all that. He's like, I manage them. He's like, the singer's famous. He's like, but the band itself isn't. He's like, it's it's his sons. Now, immediately, I know who he's talking about. Because there's only one new band with a famous singer, and yeah, his sons yeah, yeah. are in the band. And uh, he's like, do you know who the band Hatred is? And I was like, oh, absolutely. That's Zitro's kids and, and Zitro. Yeah. And uh, he's like, well, check it out. He's like, they're wanting to do interviews and all that. He's like, will you interview them? And I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, like every singer, <laughs> like my vocal style, when I sing, when I perform, if mm. any one singer is responsible for my vocal approach, it is Zitro. Yeah. Which is just yeah. a balls out attack. Like, look, I'm not pretty. I don't have clean lines. I just scream like a fucking banshee. Uh, <laughs> but And it works. Right, and it fucking works. Here's the yeah. thing. When Charlie said, do you want to interview Zitro? I love Charlie to death, but I thought Charlie was blowing smoke up my ass. Mm. You know, because I was like, there's no way you're going to hook me up with an interview with Zitro knowing that this is my fucking metal guy. Yeah, yeah. So... Charlie's like, all right, hang tight. And I was like, all right. So I lay the phone down and I walk away and I'm cooking dinner. And a fucking phone rings. And a phone says, Oakland, California. <laughs> and I was like, fuck is calling me from Oakland. And I picked the phone up. And I was like, hello. And he's like, bro. He's like, is this CJ? This is Zitro. And I was like, uh, hold fuck on one minute. Uh... And I lay the phone down and I walk into the kitchen. And I was like, holy fuck. 
fucking shit. <laughs> it's him, it's him, it's him. And I come back and he's laughing and he's like, dude, he's like, are you okay? And I was like, bro, I, I seriously thought Charlie was like blowing smoke up my ass. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. no, dude. He's like, that's my boy. He's like, and we talked for two and a half hours, bro. Wow. Just about everything about, you know, him being a fanboy like me. When he got yeah. to perform uh, opening for Kiss, he yeah. said, I spent more time standing in the audience than I did performing. Than I did on this. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. He's like, because look, he's like, I'm a singer. He's like, I may be famous. He's like, but I'm still a fan. Yeah. You know, and he's like, I still stand in the front row of my favorite bands like a fucking fanboy. Yeah. And yeah. he, again, oh. one of the funniest down-to-earth dudes you will ever meet. I was blown yeah. away by how wow. real Zertro was. There was no yeah. There was no character. There was no fourth wall or any of that shit that you get with some rock stars. Zertro no, no. was just... No. Zitro, bro, and yeah, I had so much fun. After I hung up, I just I sat there for thirty minutes, just trying to absorb it all in. Thought yeah. like I can't believe yeah. I just spent two and a half hours talking to a dude who, at fifteen years old, I laid on my fucking bed and looked at posters. You up. Fucking idolized him, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, it was crazy, bro. I mean. You know, so yeah, I I totally get that. Um, fucking awesome. Man. Third, we're gonna keep it pretty much in the fucking family at this point. Um, Come on, I'm gonna go. Essentially, for my third band, is the German version of Exodus. Oh, I'm going with Creator. Creator, I fucking I thought you might. I thought you might. <laughs> I, I knew they were gonna be on the list somewhere. Um, I fucking knew it. Creator is a band creator. that I got on a plane one day and flew to Vakken for the sole purpose of seeing Creator. Seen um, creator. Yeah. They come to America all the time. I never seem to be able to catch them here. And I said, fuck it. Before I die, I'm seeing Creator live. Yeah. And I flew to Vakken and I seen fucking Creator. I seen a whole bunch of other bands, <laughs> but I don't remember them because I seen Creator. I and, only went for Creator anyway, um, so fuck that. Yeah. You know, Creator yeah. is I, along the same lines as as Exodus, man. They're a band that yeah. they're yeah. just balls out. Zero yeah. to a hundred the whole way through. There's no ballads, yeah. there's no prettiness. Uh you're getting big, bad, and ugly, but yeah. You're gonna get your ass kicked <laughs> for sixty oh, minutes. Oh, fucking so. royally, my friend, royally. Um, they are, yeah. they are one of those bands that, like you said, you know what's coming. Yeah, you know what you're gonna get. There's no fucking bullshit in between. It's yeah. fucking bang, bang, bang. There you go. Right. See ya. Good night. Uh, so that is my third choice. Uh, so getting near the top, uh, co-headliner for you. Oh no, it's my third choice, mate. Oh, okay, my bad. Oh, yeah, I started, didn't I? <laughs> my bad, my bad. Getting ahead of the game. Right. <laughs> Following Exodus, Gojira. Okay. <laughs> I just, I know, I know. There's, you know. No, I get you've it. You've always like, had this. No, like, here's the thing, dude. Oh. Gojira for me is like Ghost. 
Yeah. I get why people. I get why people Daddy would on. like them, but I don't get them. Like to me, right. it's like, it, it's like um, oh, what's the other band? Um, uh, the the one Randy Blyther then. Um, Lama God. Who? Lama God. Yeah, like they're another band that I just, I don't get the hype over them. Yeah, I yeah. just kind of like okay. I, I think the thing is with Gorgiero and myself, it's, it wasn't the hype. It was the first time I saw them live. Right. I have never ever seen a band, right? The the sound levels were so fucking high. It was like watching Motorhead, right? No one ever. I'm not comparing the two, but the sound was so fucking crystal clear. They were so heavy. And the first time I ever saw him live, it was it was in a I think it was uh, Manchester Academy over here, and you're talking like it was Manchester Academy too. So you're talking about fucking a thousand capacity, eight hundred to a thousand capacity, mm-hmm. and they came on and fucking just boom, and they were supporting someone. I, to this day, I can't remember who it was, and they walked on, just fucking plugged in, bang 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 bang, and I thought, fucking hell. And then the time after I saw him, that was at a, a festival in England called Bloodstock. Mm-hmm. And out of the whole weekend, they were the clearest sounding, the heaviest sounding, and the most just. They came on, they did the set, it walked off, and I went, I just fucking stood there, mate. Chris, I was like open mouth going, fucking hell. Mm. Now, this was like. Five years ago, now prior to that, they got like fucking four albums out, five albums out. So I went back, bought all those fucking albums, listened to them. I, I hear what you're saying. They're one of those bands and they were like, yeah, on record, great. Live, fuck me, man. They are incendiary, mate. They're just fucking the well, I'll, I'll bollocks. To, I'll, I'll me, be honest. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. They, they're going to be a band, I think, I will go back and I will re-listen to um, because I think they may end up maybe being like two other bands, my top two bands actually, um, that are bands that are both, uh, when I first heard them, I just, I didn't get them at all. You didn't get it, yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, Gojira is a band, I don't, dislike them i just maybe i haven't heard enough of it maybe i haven't heard them in the right setting or the right tone um yeah Yeah. but to me i i i just i guess i haven't gotten the hype um understandable you know so i mean it it is what it is but but again it's a band that i clearly can understand people mm. liking um yeah. Maybe Ghost is a bad comparison, but it's the same thing. When I hear Ghost, that's a fucking very bad comparison. I can't I, like, I don't that. hear anything special about Ghost, but I guess yeah. at the same time, yeah. you know, Volbeat is another band that when I hear Volbeat, everybody's like, "Oh, Volbeat, Volbeat!" And I, all I hear is just horrible vocals and horrible music. Mm. I, I, mm. I don't like Volbeat. I really don't. I, yeah. no yeah. offense to anybody who does. <laughs> Not a fan. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, we all have our own opinion um, and our own fucking taste, and that's that's what makes the fucking world go around. With where music's concerned, anyway. Yeah. You know. 
And um, it, 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 I hear what you're saying with them. I, you yeah. know, there's like three or four tracks of like with Bobby. I've seen them live. Yeah, fucking very good live. But it's I could not I, I could not sit and listen to an album from yeah. start to finish. No, you know. But yeah. again, we've all got our own personal preferences, and we've all, you know, right. Um, like, the, like the old say goes, it's like one man's shit is another man's toothpaste. You know what I mean? It's right. Um, my one of those things. My co-headliner. Um, oh, go on. My co-headliner gonna bring the energy down a little bit, but the I think on the factor of connecting with the audience and the surrealness of what they do, the factor of how personal maybe is the word I'm looking for. Uh, it would be um. My co-headliner is going to be the band Blue October. Oh. Um, I am such a massive fan of Blue October, obviously. Um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Justin, yeah, yeah. when I first heard Blue October, my friend introduced me to them, and I was just like, that is the most awful thing I've ever heard in my life. Mm. What is that? Jesus Christ, turn it off. Please stop torturing me. They should have that in Guantanamo. I didn't get it. I wasn't in the right frame of mind, whatnot. Uh, about two years later, my friend Laura, who is a massive, massive fan of them, uh, friends with the band, knows them personally, said, you got to listen to them again. Give them another chance, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I was sitting around one night, and I was kind of depressed, and I was down sitting on the couch just kind of like this, had the lights off, and I said, fuck it on my phone and I put in blue October and it just hit me. Like yeah. what Justin yeah. does is it's the most soul bearing to the bone. That stripped down, isn't it? So yeah, like raw. Justin yeah. writes yeah. from his fucking blood and bone, dude. Like mm. it's, it's hard to listen to sometimes because being bipolar... It's difficult and, to listen to because it's so fucking raw. Yeah, like, being bipolar and suffering from depression and the shit that, yeah. the same shit that Justin does, I get yeah. where he's coming from, dude. I've been on that edge. I've stood yeah. Yeah. with a gun in my fucking hand just saying, fuck it, I, I don't want to be here anymore. And, yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Blue October is... I would have to have them as my co-headliner, so... Um, and again, I don't Shut. think it would bring the energy level down. It would be a different oh, kind of take energy. Oh, it up a notch, if anything else. Yeah, it, like, it's know, a it, different kind of energy. Um, yeah, exa so yeah, exactly the point. That, exactly the point. Yeah, that would be my uh, co-headliner. Um, so, co-headliner for you. Well, the co-headliner I've chosen, there's only one band that I can think that could pretty much back up any band in the fucking world, as big as they are. Any 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 band, you know, from your Maidens to your Ramsteins to your Kisses, there's one core headliner that have actually done it as well. You know, they've supported Motorhead. 
the Wild Arts. Yep. It just, if there's one band that could bring the rock, the punk, the metal, the ballads, the fucking ballads, they don't do fucking ballads, but, you know, the softer side of stuff, that band could fucking come on any stage, in, in my in my personal view, could come on any stage in the fucking world yep. and turn an audience a new fucking arsehole any day of the week. Absolutely. Now, you're talking as a co-headliner, you're talking, what, 7 o'clock at night slot? Probably, well, yeah. You know, the, Seven, eight the fucking, the sky's coming down, it, it's going dark, it's getting, it's getting greyer, the fucking, the full lights are coming on the stage. To me, the Wild Arts walk on, they fucking kick off with any fucking track from their back catalogue, my friend. They could fucking, they could start with anything. They could do a two-hour set, an hour and a half set as a co-headliner, whatever, you know, whatever way you want to look at it. That band for me, as you well know, can do no fucking wrong. I couldn't have them as a headliner because we're about to choose a headliner. But as a co-headliner, it's a fucking wild arts all day long, my friend. Okay. All day long. And we're going to flip it around. We're going to have John do his headliner first because I think with his co-headliner, I, I, I think he'll like my final answer even more. So, uh, your headliner. All right, then. Okay. My headliner is ACDC. All right. Because yep. we had to keep it current. Yep. Because we had to keep it with bands that are still around. Now, I could have gone with the obvious Maiden, you know, my favourite band from my childhood. No, it's got to be ACDC. And because it's our dream festival, mm -hmm. and we get to stipulate what, you know, these guys want to do or maybe do or should be doing. Now, in my contract, what, I'd, what I would have written up would be Listen, I'd love you to do Highway to Hell and Power Age in full. Anything go. after that, you can fucking do whatever the fuck you want. Brian Johnson era, but obviously, <laughs> Brian Johnson doing Highway to Hell and Power Age. ACDC, mate. ACDC. Nice. So let me, let me hold this up to the camera so he can see it before I say it. Um, his co-headliner, there was only one person I could think of uh, after Blue October and after all the other bands. There was only one person I could think of that was bold enough, big enough, and just out of this world badass enough to finish this off. And uh, it is this gentleman right here. <laughs> oh, my headliner yes. would be yes. Devin Townsend. Um, oh my man! Obviously, the connection oh, for mom. those of you that don't know. At one point, Devin was a member of the Wild Hearts, uh, ever so briefly. <laughs> um, but if you've ever seen what Devin does, man, Devin is just oh. there's not even words for it. Like the guy is the god. He's fucking sickening to watch. Yeah. Like, yeah. to see him do what he does, and your brain listens to it and think, 
how in the fuck does he come up with this? He, like, dude, his latest record that. is... I, I don't even know. Like, I was never a massive fan of Strapping Young Lad. But since he just has kind of done Devin Townsend and Devin Townsend Project, the dude is yeah. just... I, there's no words to describe it. I mean, Devin is just... Devin is the dude who, you know, you know he's going to have the biggest, craziest, most over-the-top shit. Um, and since it's a dream festival and money isn't a question, you could let Devin bring all the bells, all the whistles, the choirs, the, the lights, and just tell Devin to do your dream show, and Devin would deliver... Yeah. Devin would probably deliver a show that you just couldn't even write about. And do, 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 you, do you know what the really fucking, I swear to God, we are so fucking, we've only ever spoke on Facebook as we've talked about many, right. many times, yeah? Right? Guess who I'm, guess who's headlining Bloodstock on the Friday night this year? Oh, shut up. <laughs> fucking seriously, man. Seriously, right? And you are not going to fucking believe I want you, when we've done this interview, yeah, I want you to go on fucking Facebook, look at Bloodstock Festival, right? Devin Townsend is yeah. headlining the Friday night, right? God damn it. His fucking set is by request, right? The court, <laughs> look at him, look at him. Oh, my God, right. It gets killing better, me, Smalls, you're killing me. Oh, mate, it, get, it gets fucking better, yeah? The core headliner... Is Skindred, right? Oh, God damn it, Benji! Skindred, the band before Skindred on the Friday at Bloodstock is the fucking Wild Arts, mate. Dude, you gonna fuck you? <laughs> you you gonna fuck around and make me get on a goddamn plane and fly over there? <laughs> well, you know you'll be fucking having a couch to sleep on if you do, don't you? I'm serious, bro. Like, I just... Honestly, mate, Devin Townsend is headlining the Friday night of I... the Bloodstock Festival at Catton Hall in Derbyshire in yeah. England on the... Is it the 9th, yeah. 10th, 11th? The 13th of August. That, and... Guess who's playing the Saturday, which is the fucking reason why I'm going to this festival, because they should have been headline... Uh, they should have been playing on the Friday, but they've been, they've been bumped to the Saturday. Violence. <laughs> anyway, Devin is another. <laughs> we're going to move along just because I'm disgusted <laughs> over here now. Um, and I don't have enough fucking alcohol to. Um, anywho, <laughs> Devin is a, another artist who, when I first heard Devin, obviously it was a strapping young lad. Um, yeah. Strapping young lad, much like Creator, much like Exodus. Um, yeah. there's, there's not a lot of idiosyncrasy to it. It's just. In your face, bold, fucking heavy, and Battle. beat her yeah. over the skull. Um, so right. I wasn't the biggest fan of Strapping Young Lad, uh, unless yeah. I wanted something brutal heavy. Um, uh -huh. But again, as he got away from Strapping Young Lad and started to do his own thing, and he progressed, man, Devin has progressed into just the Thank most world-class... Um, not just singer, because Devin is a that's, a... that's a thing. Like, Devin is... 
Devin's got a voice that is just yeah. undescribable, man. The, his vibrato and his operatic runs and the way that he can, his range is out of this world. It's fucking frightening, isn't it? But more than that, <clears throat> the scale that he can write on with heaviness, theatrical, operatic, melody, all being in the same song, like a fucking Pavarotti performed a Disney song with fucking Nightwish backing them up. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. Devin, man. I mean, it's just, it's, it's grand a on a genius. scale that your brain has a hard time wrapping around. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah. that is, that, that, did I get, I got your headliner, right? Yeah, I got your headliner. Okay. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So that is the Dream Festival. <laughs> Next question. That's a pretty fucking good festival, that mate. I'll tell I you think what, both of them would. Fucking, I think both of them would be, be worth every penny. Each other's fucking brains right here. Yeah, and uh, if we really wanted to, we'd put our money together and give them a fucking show they'd never forget. Um, oh, you better believe it. Um, worst movies you've ever seen or refused to watch again. Um, See. I fucking really, really struggled with this one. The only, uh, the only one that I can come up with was the fucking remake of Ghostbusters. <laughs> it was yeah. That one didn't come to mind, but yeah, that's that fucking was. dog shit, mate. It was like, well, the thing is, you say that, and it's like, well, it was, it was females, and it's like, no, it's not about that. It, yeah. that, that doesn't even come into the equation. The story was, it was just horrible. Shit. It was fucking shite. Yeah. The new... And I really, really did struggle with this one because there's a lot of bad movies out there. Yeah. You know, when I think from being fucking 10 years old to whatever, that one to me, I just thought, crap. No. Just fucking no. Yeah. It shouldn't have been fucking done. It should never have been remade. And it's like they're going on about now making the, the new reboot of it. Stop where you fucking well, are. Stop. Here's the thing with that. I'm going to give the new one a chance. Because of two reasons. One, the new one isn't a reboot or a remake so much as it's a continuation many years later. Of, yeah, it is going to yeah. have the original, most of the original cast in it. Uh, yeah. Jonathan Landis's son is involved in it. So there right. is that continuity, and it's basically kind of Ghostbusters, the new generation. Um, yeah, yeah. Will it live up to the hype? I don't know, but yeah. I am going to go into we'll it with an open one. mind. Um, yeah, definitely. So, I... I have a feeling it's going to be kind of like the new Mortal Kombat movie where it's going to fall way short. Mm. But um, I really, really wanted to like the new Mortal Kombat movie. But um, Joe Taslim as Sub-Zero was an absolute brilliant fucking choice. And let me say, they have never done a better job of wasting someone's talent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go with that one. Definitely. Yeah. Max Wong yeah. as Sung Zhu or Kung 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 Lao. That's who it was. Um, again, one of the most brilliant 
fighters in the world and just utterly wasted his talent. A fight scene between Sub-Zero and Sung Lao, or Kung Lao, in that movie would have been epic on every yeah. level. Yeah. And a fucking movie, your hero, the funniest part of the movie ended up being the goddamn villain from Australia. Correct. The sheep fucker ended up being the best part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, this. fuck you. My worst movies, I have three. Every time somebody asks me worst movie, I gotta do these three. They never change. I haven't seen anything yet that displaces them. Um, movie I refuse to ever watch again, any of the Twilight movies. Oh, fuck yeah. God, they were horrible. Um, a movie that I won't watch again just because I dislike the person in it, American Psycho. I am not a Christian Bale right. fan. I don't yeah. like Christian Bale. I've never seen anything that man has ever done that interested me. Yeah. Every time I see a movie with him in it, I want to stab myself in the face with a rusty spike. <laughs> um, <laughs> please stop putting this man in movies. Fucking He's right shot, up there yeah. with Nicolas Cage on his acting yeah. ability. You know, like, if you ever see Nicolas Cage come out, and it's a new Nicolas Cage film, what's he going to do this time? Let me tell you what he's going to do. It's, it's an action movie. Yeah, yeah, let me tell you what he's going to do. It's Nicolas Cage starring as Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're going to get in a Nicolas Cage movie. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. So, um, those are the two movies that I refuse to watch again. Uh, but my number one movie, the movie that I hate, with a burning passion, it should be written out of existence. The people who made it should be held down and beaten with bags of ball-peen hammers. The only movie I've ever seen that made me physically want to fight people was the movie adaption of the Aragon series. Oh, Aragon, oh, yeah, I about that. Aragon was so bad that it made me cry. I wanted to fight people. I demanded a refund from the movie theater manager. I went home. Now, this was during a time when it was, this was the Yahoo era when you had Yahoo chat and yeah, Yahoo all yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. And I was immediately yeah. in the door. I took my coat off. I sat on my computer and I, I started writing emails to everybody. Christopher Pellini, the author, the director, yeah. fucking Warner Brothers, anyone who could fucking receive email and I could find their email got a nasty letter from me about what they did to that movie <laughs> and that goddamn monstrosity. $300 million. Really? Is that what it was? Here's the thing. When they first announced it, I thought, okay, I get it, Aragon. Massive in scope and scale. Mm. Going to be hard to replicate it. Yeah, but yeah. when they said, okay, the director has never directed a movie, I thought, no. Don't, no, 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 no. You can't put a director who's never done a movie in charge of Aragon. Mm. Well, the guy's worked on a Spielberg. He's done E.T. He's done uh, um, uh, the one with Russell Crowe the, about the pirates. Uh, he's done Terminator 2. He's done all these great yeah, yeah. Spielberg movies. Uh, his specialty is special effects and and making things go boom. And I thought, all right, great. Maybe this is the guy. Obviously, he's done E.T. and, and no. 
Star Wars, all these great Spielberg type movies. So, and they're giving them $300 million. That's a shit ton of money, right? No Dude, way. I don't know what he spent three him $300 million on. It wasn't that fucking movie. But that son of a bitch should be arrested for embezzlement. Because <laughs> that goddamn movie looked like he spent about $36, okay? Like, they managed to turn a city that was like Rome in the book into a town in the movie that looked like a goddamn Ewok village that they got off a back lot <laughs> of fucking Disney. Like, it was a bunch of yeah, goddamn stick huts in a swamp. And I'm like, in the book, it's got a goddamn major fucking port. There's ships coming in and out. This is a fucking swamp, bro. Spots. Like, the dude is walking through it, and it's water to his ankle. Like, yeah, what fucking shit They've been drinking fucking Mad Dog 2020 for fucking oh six my months God. before pre-production. Dude, like I said, 20 minutes into the film, I was ready to fight. I was in tears. Aragon oh, is my favorite oh. book series of all time. And yeah, yeah. it's so yeah. bad. Even my 13 or my 15 year olds now, I guess, whatever they are. <laughs> yeah. Huge fans of the book. Wanted to see the movie. I said, yeah. you really don't want to see the movie. Oh, got to see the movie. Got to see the movie. I said, dude, you want to see the movie? So I downloaded it, put it on Plex. Benjamin goes in, he sits down. 15 minutes into the movie, he basically kicks the chair over, stands up, and he's like, Take this crap oh, off Plex. Yeah. Screw this movie. I'm, he's ready to fight somebody, you know. He's ready to fight yeah, me yeah, yeah. over putting a damn movie on the Plex for him. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Aragon is the one movie that just... Oh, fucking brilliant. I, I hate that movie with a, a burning passion. It's Shocking so horrible. Shit. Um, I feel bad for Christopher Pellini because... Yeah, yeah. Obviously, when he signed the contract, he was 16 years old. I get it, 16. He didn't know any better, did he? You know what I mean? 16, you have a number one bookseller on the New York Times list. They say, hey, we're going to give you a semi full of money to turn this into a movie. Obviously, great. Uh, but he didn't have control over it. And um, even he will admit uh, that it did not turn out anywhere near well, what he yeah. hoped. Uh, um, and he has said recently he has hopes and they are working on actually turning it into a series like Game of Thrones so that they oh, can Netflix, here we fucking flesh go. it out, the characters, the correct way, with right. the dragons, with the fights. And I think so that's maybe, the way... It, so maybe we're going to get the actual fucking... I think that's the way it needs and, to be done. I mean, let's yeah, face it. Yeah. There's four books in the series. There's 700 pages each. So yeah, you have exactly. almost 3,000 pages <laughs> of book to work with. You have, yeah, you know... Yeah, you, you, you've, got to, you've got to be good not to fuck that shit up. Yeah, like, this is, this is not something, you know... I knew the movie was going to go bad when 25 minutes in, they killed the Razak characters. Now, the Razak uh, characters yeah. are still active and alive hunting people down in the third book. So I was like, how the fuck oh. are you going to kill a character does that work? 20 how minutes that in work? that's fucking in the third book? You know, like, yeah, it don't yeah, even make yeah, sense, yeah. bro. Like, did you read the fucking series at all? Because you <laughs> killed off a major fucking character Charity, 20 minutes so. in. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, next one. Oh, we're going to skip around a little bit. Um, no, no, you know, no, we won't. 
bands that you refuse to listen to for whatever reason? I'm just going to go with the one because I'm going to get so much fucking hate for this because this has been since fucking day one. I have never, ever been a fan. I cannot fucking stand them. I think they're the most overrated, 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 overrated fucking band of all time. Sorry, Led Zeppelin. Sorry. <laughs> I just know. Fucking, I, how you, many fucking <laughs> copies do you need of a Led Zeppelin album that's been fucking re, 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 remastered, rip, fuck off. Stop. Stop fucking, stop what you're fucking doing. Stop reproducing them. Stop fucking re-releasing them. The fuck's sake, man. You've already got the original album. If you've got the original album, why the fuck would you need 65 million more copies? You fucking don't. Stop. Sorry. Led Zeppelin. That's it. <clears throat> Done. Um, bands that you refuse to listen to on my side, um, <laughs> again, I have three of them. Two are just sort of being facetious. Um, one, obviously, anything to do with Kanye West. Can't stand Kanye. Ah, his fucking yeah. overpriced shoes. His yeah, overindulgent yeah, gospel yeah. choir. Yeah. Um, his. Have you ever heard his fucking version of Bohemian Rhapsody? Oh God, no, and I don't want to. What Please, a cunt, mate. Honestly, right. If you if you ever get a chance, yeah, go on YouTube. I should, I, I and should... look at Kanye West no. at Glass. I think no. it was Glastonbury, and he fucking did it, and I just watched it and went. Oh, I, I no. should I should fly to England and kick your ass for even putting in my brain that that existed. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, number two on my list. Um, this is a band whose music I actually like. Albeit the female part of this band, it's the band The Cramps. I like the Ooh. cramps. I like his okay, voice. Okay. I like his guitar playing. But every time yeah. she opens her mouth, my brain immediately I... screams, please, somebody gag that bitch and shut her the fuck yeah. up. She is yeah. fucking horrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, but number one on my list, this is a band that never, ever changes. This is a band that I don't care how many new bands come along, how horrible they are. The number one band on my list is Sonic fucking Youth. Youth. I hate Sonic Youth <laughs> with a passion. There is nothing about them that is talented. I don't care how many of you artsy-fartsy, millennial, pencil-pushing cocksuckers try to convince me there is. <laughs> Sonic yes. Youth is fucking horrible. And the greatest yeah. movie scene ever written. Fuck Gone with the Wind. Fuck Lethal Weapon. Die Hard, all of them. The greatest three and a half minutes of cinema history. Have you ever seen the movie Juno? Yes. The yes. part... I, she, I know what you're going to say. The part where she discovers Jason isn't going to be with her, and she goes on the <laughs> rant about about Sonic Youth. I'm, yep. at that point, 
I'm on the couch. I'm like, you know, I'm just fucking snoring. This is the dumbest up. movie all of the time. She starts ranting about fucking signing Houston. I'm like, yes, go, bitch, go. Yeah. Give that bitch an Oscar. <laughs> I'm like, greatest movie yes. scene ever created. Um, oh, my, man. I've never my in man. my life <laughs> cheered so loudly. Much. For somebody, yes. um, so yes. whether you want to call her Ellen Page or Elliot Page or whatever thing, term or pronoun or whatever it is, they prefer, and I and I don't say that in a in a, in a way that I mean to offend, but whatever way they're, you know, doing their thing, uh, yeah. God bless you. For the greatest three and a half minutes. Thank you for doing that. Of cinema history, because straight up, you deserve all of the goddamn Oscars for that scene. Every one of them. Every Plain and simple. Every one of them. <laughs> yes. Yes. And the last two, uh, these are going to be short and quick. Um, <clears throat> pineapple on pizza. Fucking yes. <laughs> Fucking yes. And I'll tell you what it goes along with as well. See, here's another one that we've had a conversation with. A thousand fucking times, yeah? Right. Bullshit. Yes, it fucking does belong on a pizza. And I'll tell you what it does belong on a pizza with. I'm going to fucking tell you right now. Chicken, spicy beef, pineapple, and jalapenos. Boom. There you go. There you go. I, um, truthfully, <laughs> I'm the guy that's kind of in the middle. Like, look, you know what? I have had it both ways. Yeah. I don't hate it. I don't like it. I prefer right. it without, but I will right. eat it with. Um, yeah. In the sense that yeah. you said it, yes, absolutely. I, I would do it that way. Um, just to put it on with, like, pepperoni and a normal stuff, yeah. then probably not. Um, me, personally, I am a disciple of the theory that no pizza is complete without green olives. Um, right. Probably is why I say probably not most of the time for me um, because pineapple yeah. and green olives don't really go together. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. look, I'm not going to shit on your parade if you want pineapple on your pizza. Um, well, this is a thing as well, you see. See, in America, you get, you, you get the fucking pizza. You get the fucking big, big pizza right we get over here we get the fucking nine inch little fucking oh bro what they class as a pizza no. or you get a 12 inch pizza that's <laughs> it that that's as far as they fucking got all dominoes blah 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 we'll do right. the fucking family 16 inch pizza for i think they class it as for four people yeah now you try fucking telling a family of three that don't like pineapple on pizza that it belongs on a pizza so if you're going to get one, you've got to get one for your single self. Now, over here, it is like 9 or 12 inch. So, okay, a 12 inch pizza for yourself, along with chicken, spicy beef, jalapenos and pineapple. Fucking jobs are good and everything's fucking coated for you. It's all there. Yeah. Comparing an, um, an English pizza to an American pizza, it's two different fucking things, my yeah. man. It's totally totally different but as a topping yeah it's there it's got to be there yeah 
uh, I have to bring you over here one day. We have a pizza here. It's a local joint here uh, called Mancino's. And one of their specialties is a 40-inch, 30-slice pizza. I mean, it's uh, it's eaten only, obviously, because, you know, you're not going to find a box. That's fucking 40-inch box. But this goddamn yeah. pizza, bro, is massive. I mean, it's as big as a fucking table they put it in. And um, generally it comes with two toppings, but you can get as many as you want if you're willing to pay extra. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. obviously the damn thing costs 50 bucks, but hey, 50 yeah. bucks for a 40-inch pizza. 40-inch pizza is going to feed you for fucking a week anyway. You know, I mean, you're still getting your money's worth, so. Uh, yeah. And it, it is handmade pizza. It's it's not like production yeah, I, line or anything like that. It's a, like yeah. I said, it's a little private joint. They own two restaurants here in Jackson. Opposite sides of town, so, um, yeah, um, again, no right or wrong answer on that one. I just like to throw yeah, it out because yeah, people course. are so passionate yeah. about it. Oh, because I'll tell you what, have you noticed in recent years the fucking internet has blown up about that particular yeah. subject? Does pineapple belong on pizza? Well, if you like it, yeah, if you don't, yeah. no. And that's why I threw it in, just for the yeah. shits and giggles factor. Our uh, last question that I'm I threw at him, um... Actors or actresses, I'd rather have my testicle shaved by a cross-eyed midget than to ever be forced to work with. <laughs> I phased it differently for you, but, um, yeah. Are we, who's going first on this one, then? I will go first, because there are three on my list, and I'll do them very quickly. I've already mentioned go two on. of them. Christian Bale and Nicolas Cage. Yeah. I, I, I'd rather have to shot... I'd rather have to shave the testicles of a bobcat in a fucking trunk of a 76 Monte Carlo going 100 miles an hour down the highway. Um, but the third one is, I think, one we will both agree on. James fucking Corden. God uh, damn it, I hate him. God, I'd rather fucking... Fucking... <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Chris, Christian Bale, yeah, Nicholas Cage, and James Corden. Probably are, not allowed to say this word, but... What a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> no. Anyways, no, no, those no. are my yeah, answers. Agree. Anyway, mine. John Bon Jovi. <laughs> I would rather fucking stick a rusty ass fucking pipe up my fucking shithole than fucking ever have to fucking work with that prick. No, no, never. Sorry, ladies. Guy's a cock. End of. Who? John Bon Jovi. <laughs> and his acting skills are fucking shiter than his songs as well. Wanker. <laughs> yeah, I could... <laughs> definitely not somebody I would even consider an actor, but yeah, I... No, even, because his films were so shit, that's why. Yeah, even, even why in a video a or just actor. a commercial. But the, this was the one I was struggling with, you see, when you went, you give me a list and you said, yeah. like, right, an actor, and I'm like... Fuck yeah. Right, okay. No, I could... I couldn't think of one. And then I went, oh, yeah, he's done some really shit films. That'll do. Yeah. That goddamn submarine (laughs) movie, where the fuck ever that was called. Oh, God. Fucking awful. Awful. The only positive thing I could say about that movie is this. John Bon Jovi was only in it for four and a half minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Agreed. That yeah, was the yeah, only exactly. Of exactly. that movie. And he then when he was in that fucking, what was that fucking series he was in? Oh, fucking wife watched it. Um, 
Oh, I don't know. Shit. Struggle. Um, I didn't know he was in a series. I know. Is, uh, no, it was a massive fucking American thing. I know Sebastian oh, Bach was in Gilmore Girls. No, it wasn't Gilmore Girls. It was fucking... Oh, fuck. Was it Sex in the City? Was he in Sex in the City? That's the one. That's the one. Was Sex he? in the yeah. City. Yeah. yeah that's okay. the one. He was in that. I never saw it. Thank fuck. You, you didn't miss nothing. he was in that. And then I heard he was in that. And I thought, well, even more reason that you're a cock. Yeah. But there we go. All right, so we have 13 minutes left. Uh, this was supposed to be 60 minutes. Uh, it has turned into two hours, much like Mr. Tresino's episode. So you're going to get two one-hour episodes with this one, but I don't give a shit. Anyways, I have five <laughs> right here. You see them. They are five. Oh, Music guides, questions. questions of stupidity. Random questions of stupidity. Oh, oh. So. Here we go. Absolutely worst name that you could give a child. Kanye. What is it? Kanye. <laughs> I've got the ultimate fucking answer. This story, I tell this story. People don't believe me. They die laughing. This is a true story. When I lived in Little Rock, Arkansas, there was an old lady. Kindest old lady. She asked me to paint her porch. Went over, I painted her porch. She wanted it brown. I was finished. She said, put a, a, a thing across it so that people don't step on it. My daughter's coming over. I said, oh, great, great. I said, I'll do that. And I was putting a sticker on. And she's like, yeah. She's like, because I don't want Nimrod to step on it. Fucking Nimrod. And I oh, stopped and God. I looked at her and I was like, excuse me? What? And she's like, well, I don't want Nimrod to step on it. And I was like, well, that's not a very nice thing to call your daughter. And she's like, oh, well, that's her name. No. And I was like, you named your daughter Nimrod? Nimrod. And she's like, well, it's a biblical name. And I was thinking to myself, my God, could you imagine the horror of going to school and having to tell kids that your name was Nimrod? Nimrod. My God, I was like, lady, you should be in jail for child abuse. Guys, fucking <laughs> So that is my answer. The worst name you could ever give a child, religious or otherwise, Nimrod. do not name your child. Child Nimrod. Nimrod. Because <laughs> assholes like me will come to school we'll every single day for the sole purpose of making fun of your child. <laughs> um... Let me see. Um, the grossest thing you've ever seen someone do in public. Oh, Christ. Uh, oh, grossest thing I've ever seen someone do in public. Probably watch Bon Jovi live. <laughs> bon Jovi live. Uh, I've got to go with that one. I've got to go with that one. Yeah. I've got... There's probably many, many more things that are fucking way grosser than that, but I'll have to go with that one. <laughs> this guy will appreciate my answer. Um, grossest thing I've ever seen someone do in public. Um, I had the displeasure of seeing Gigi Allen live. Oh, God, this is going to be good. <laughs> this is going to be fucking good. So, I, I don't need to elaborate. Uh... 
If you know who Gigi Allen is, you know exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. Uh, if you don't know who Gigi Allen is, feel free to go to YouTube and look up Gigi Allen Live. Yeah, another look. Yeah. Um, that is all you would need to know about the grossest thing I've ever seen someone do in public. Um, the man was a fucking nutcase. <laughs> okay. Yeah, <laughs> if there was agree, ever yeah. an argument for mental health or free mental health care in America... Look it up starts Allen. and stops with the term G.G. <laughs> Allen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who, ironically, his real name was Christmas Christ. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fucking unreal. Let me see. If you could design a playground for adults, what is one thing that you'd put on the playground? Speakers. <laughs> lots and lots of, of speakers. speakers. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Speakers. Um, playground for adults. I mean, you know, I honestly, I don't know what I put on there. I really don't. I, uh, um, I don't know. Like, um, no idea. I mean, ob obviously, all your typical answers. Um, most people would say a bar. That would probably yeah, be exactly. good. Um, yep, yep. Speakers is a great answer. Um, me, personally, I would probably put a big old fucking board that had, like, cattle prods and tasers on it so that you could just taste the shit out of any asshole that wandered into oh, the space. Oh, um, So, yeah. Um, but, you know me, I'm... I'm the guy who endorses that any service worker should be armed with a fucking taser and free to use it at any point. Um, Whatever you, know. you feel like. Yeah, like, you you want to talk shit to them or treat them like they're a piece of shit because they have a service job? Nah. Goodbye. Oh. <laughs> you are the weakest link. <laughs> um, I'm almost scared and terrified to ask this question. Um Part of me says I know better than to ask this, but we're going to ask it anyway. The most embarrassing or worst thing your parents ever caught you doing? <laughs> oh, having sex with a girl. Simple. Fucking. Came home from a club one night. I fucking, I'll tell the story. I don't fucking, it happened more than once. The first time it ever happened, been working DJing in a club. I was still living at home at the time. I was fucking 18 years old. And <laughs> fucking <laughs> came home, got this girl home, got off with her at the end of the night. Right, yeah, come back to mine, blah, 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 blah. Right, where'd you live? Oh, I've got my own place, yada, 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 yada. Fucking <laughs> get home, claws off, on the couch downstairs, spuds fucking deep. Next minute, mum walks down. Uh, what are you doing? Oh, fuck. Get upstairs. You, out. Oh, no, mum, it's three o'clock in the morning. You can't fucking throw it out. Watch what I can do. Mate, I have never been so fucking embarrassed in my life. In my fucking life. Parents. We are parents now. Right. If I ever fucking caught her doing that, it'd be like, all right, bye-bye. But then, I'm talking fucking... 30, 35 years ago. Shit, man. Your parents were there to embarrass you then. Right. Because they didn't give a 
but they had no filter, which is what I still don't have now. But yeah, getting caught, having sex by your yeah. parents has still got to be the fucking highest accolade that any fucking bloke or girl can fucking, you know, know. Embarrassing, yeah. yeah. Traumatised, still to this day, my friend. Yeah. The uh, worst thing probably, um, I was in a foster home. Uh, two foster girls, two foster boys. Uh, one of my foster sisters, his name was April. Again, blonde, green eyes, beautiful. Um, our bedroom was kind of here. Our foster parents was here. You had to come down the hallway to the room over here um, where they was. Well, the house was kind of L-shaped like this. So yeah. our window was here, and their window stuck out this way. So there was kind of a 45-degree angle between them. Yeah. And uh, we snuck a ladder upstairs, uh, an extension <laughs> ladder. And we basically ran the ladder from our bedroom window to their bedroom window. And then oh, daredevil no. crawled across the ladder. Because otherwise we would have had to walk past our foster parents' bedroom yeah, down the hallway. Yeah. Um, and they, they caught us, obviously, because, you know, they could hear. But um, Not parents do. Totally worth it. <laughs> um, you know what? Um, fuck it. We're going to... Last question. What do you want your epitaph on your tombstone to read as? Ooh. A dad, a husband, a son, a metalhead came, he saw, he lived it, he didn't give a fuck. I'm going to leave it right at that because my answer would be almost word for word. I don't know if I'd throw in the metalhead part but yes father son husband that you know that if i do nothing else in life if i'm known for nothing else in life and i probably won't be um same same you know if i leave this earth with my children being positive examples <laughs> of what i taught them uh then i will yeah. have achieved um, fucking greatness, my friend. Greatness, because um, Lord knows, growing up, I was a horrible, terrible little cocksucker, and um, you know, I I don't deserve the absolute love of the woman I have or the children that I have. Um, I I really don't deserve it, but I have it, and I cherish it every day, and um, God knows. Uh, that is, that is, if that is all I have in life, then I, I've lived like a fucking king, you know. So. Well, listen, listen to me and listen to me good. You do fucking deserve it. We deserve it. And that's the end of the fucking story, mate. Absolutely. You deserve it because you've done your fucking best by them and you're still continuing to do your best by them. Damn right. That's it, my friend. That's um, it. This is Mr. John Foster. Um, go on Facebook. You can find him. Just look up John Foster. Uh, look for the old gray-bearded English bloke. <laughs> who, uh, um, generally got a drink in his hand. Um, yep. Surrounded by 
his beautiful daughters and, and wife who are amazing examples of him as a person. Um, with that fucking said, this is the noise report. Um, you're getting two episodes of this, obviously, because we're going to split them up. Uh, but with all that, fuck it. We're going to get the fuck out of here. Uh, move on down the road. I'll uh, hit you with uh, the outro music. Uh, and until next time, peace, bitches. Don't do anything I wouldn't do, uh, which basically means you're free to do anything other than, uh, well, robbing a bank, pretty much. <laughs> Later, bitches.